a Bramble Jam podcast. Happy Saturday! <laughs> it's Brad, and I love Netflix Christmas movies. Uh, ha- happy Saturday, everyone. I'm Dan, and I despise Netflix Christmas movies. Happy Saturday, everyone. I'm Jax, and now I can officially say I like Netflix Christmas movies. <laughs> Wishing you a very happy Saturday. I'm Alonzo, and I am generally pumped for Netflix Christmas movies. And this is the Deck the Netflix Podcast. I make one mistake Vindicated. in four years. Yeah, first mistake you've first ever made. First mistake I've ever made. <laughs> How dare you forget the name of this program? I know. It's unbelievable. That's that's on me. Is it released in the Deck the Hallmark podcast feed? Yes, it is. Is it pretty much Deck the Hallmark, but with better guests? Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) Better hosts. Not even better guests. Better hosts. Well, no, not better than Panda. Not better than Panda. Better than us. Watchers. Better than us. Just be careful. No, no, no. We're not throwing Panda under the bus here. We're saying these two do a better job than we do. Than we do. That's That's right. That's fair. I am Panda. That's right. Panda (laughs) with a bow. Panda with a bow. The real real question, Dan, is, is the title behind you in giant lettering? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's true. Is it? Is it? Can you see it from their brand? (laughs) I can see it. Okay. I can see it. I know what I did. It's was actually wrong. in front of us too. We have a monitor here and it's big enough to read there as well. We so. have a we have a lot of uh yeah. ways that we're we high tech boys. Um <laughs> guys, how are you, Jax? Alonzo, I haven't talked to you uh, uh with I'm able to see you since before Thanksgiving. So how was your Thanksgiving? Are both of you doing well? Mine was really great. I was disappointed that you guys canceled on me. Uh, I thought that we were recording that day. So, but other than that, I managed to to hobble something together, cobble it together, hobble uh, it together, hobble it, cobble it, misery style. (laughs) Cobbles and cobbled. Uh, I've recovered basically from the death of Stephen Sondheim as much as one can, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Uh, yeah, I had a nice Thanksgiving. Dave made a lot of delicious food. We had a few friends over. Um, it just this is this is always the time of year where I realize that I have said yes to too many things mm-hmm. because uh, you know I've been I've been plugging one Christmas book or other for the last eleven years now. So it's like, oh, you want me to be in your podcast? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'll do it. Uh, and then also just the fact that this time of year for film critics is when all the studios give you the sudden last minute rush of awards movies, prestige dramas. Exactly. They will trickle out to the rest of the country in like January, February, but we get them all like before the end of December. Uh, and then I got lists to write. And bleh. so anyway, it's uh, it, I love this time of year and this time of year always makes me insane. So and he's got a heart out at 10, guys. He's got a heart, heart out, out at 10. And we're going to honor that. Heart out at 10. It's a heart out Generally, at 10. I'm, I'm super chill with like hanging out and, 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 and <laughs> chatting. But today, today I have a heart out. You know what's out. funny about that is, time is, is we gave you a hard time before it starts, but literally every day I have a heart out at that time. When we do this podcast, <laughs> literally every time we record this, I have a heart out at that time. I have to leave or my I can't do my other job. So right. we give you a hard time for the thing that we have to do every week, which that makes it better for me to give you a hard time. Weirdly <laughs> enough, I'll out. take the I'll be the scapegoat. That's right. This week. I love Fine. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100 <laughs> um, percent. 
very uh, excited to dive into a boy called Christmas. Man, the buzz was real for this. The buzz. I, from the time the movie was released, I couldn't. People on social media, in our Facebook group, all over the place were just like raving about this movie. And so I was excited to finally get to watch it. Um, would you classify yourself as a boy called Dan? Sure. <laughs> Good. Uh, are you guys ready to dive into this? <laughs> Yeah, please. Sure are. Uh, a boy called Christmas originally aired on uh, the on the Netflix on uh, November 26, I believe, uh, 2021, and I went a little something like this. It's uh, it's Christmas Eve, and uh, some kids uh, they're left with some older lady. Uh, Dad has to go to work. Uh, this older lady uh, wants to tell them a story, um, and uh, they're kind of having a tough time. Their mom passed away. It's the first Christmas without the mom, and. Uh, He's got, you know, got stuff to do. So the lady is there and she's like, let me tell you a Christmas story. So she tells this story about a kid named Nicholas and uh, his father. They live in the woods and uh, Nicholas's mom also died via bear. So a good story to tell kids whose parents just died. Uh, mom just died. Uh, each night, uh, the, the dad would tell uh, Nicholas the legend of a place called Elf Helm, where a, uh, a girl uh, found a, a magical place. And uh, hung out with elves and helped uh, her survive, basically. Uh, and they're telling this story one night, and uh, they get distracted by a mouse that uh, tries to like get trying to get food and whatnot. And Nick is like, "I want to keep the mouse," um, and named him uh, uh, Mika. Mika, and teach him to speak. Uh, so Nicholas, totally normal kid. Uh, so then the king calls everyone together. He's like, "Guys, let's hang out. Let's have a powwow." And uh, we things are tough. No one's happy. So I need someone to bring me something that will give everybody hope. And whoever does that, big time reward for you. So uh, Nicholas's dad leaves to try to find uh, Elf Helm because uh, he thinks that'll bring uh, everybody uh, hope. And uh, Nicholas is left with his uh, aunt, who's just the worst. So he's like, deuces, I'm out of here. Uh, he stumbles upon a, a map of Elf Helm, how to get there. So uh, he wants to go help his dad to give him the map. And so Nicholas decides, hey, uh, let, I'm going to take my mouse. Uh, I have this reindeer hanging around, so let's just hop on this bad boy and, uh, and go see what we can do. And uh, they, they, they make it to Elfhelm, and uh, he meets Father Topo. And Topo is like, uh, helps him because Nicholas is basically on the edge of death, gives him a little, uh, little hope spell situation, wakes up, and Topo explains that you have to believe in order to see uh, Elfhelm. So Dan would not see it. Come on. Uh, so uh, Nicholas believes, sees it, and meets a ton of elves who explain what Christmas is. And uh, the head elf, uh, I think she's the head elf. What would you call her? Um, she is now the elf in charge. Elf yeah. in charge. Yeah. Head elf. EIC. Not pleased. <laughs> the <No>. EIC. <laughs> um, and uh, she's like, humans bring nothing but harm to elves uh, because this guy, this dude just came in and kidnapped an elf. And uh, so we don't trust humans anymore. It's a ban on humans. No more kindness. No more joy. No more Christmas. And uh, she sentences. Uh, she says, "Hey, you're gonna go uh, to the to the dungeon or whatever and be eaten by a troll. You gotta do what you gotta do." And uh, so he's waiting for the troll, and uh, he uh, meets a truth pixie uh, who helps him escape and not get eaten. They fly out of there. Um, Nicholas, he manages. He's able to escape, and he's trying to find uh, his dad. 
and he's in the woods and he uh, sees a cage with a little, with the little elf in it. And uh, he's like, what's going on here? And these uh, big bad dudes show up. And one of those big bad dudes is his dad. And he's like, we're kidnapping this elf to bring hope. And the kid, uh, Nicholas is like, no, dad, that's not how that should work. And so uh, all the bad guy, he's trying to get the elf to escape. And so they end up tying uh, Nicholas up. But his dad ends up uh, helping Nicholas escape, helping the elf escape. And it's then that we find out that this reindeer can fly. Uh, so that's good. And so they're trying to get away and the reindeer flies, but they can't fly, can't fully take off with, with fat dad in the back. So dad just kind of jumps off to his death from the best I can understand. Uh, <laughs> but they fly, they fly away um, and they make it back to, to, to Elfhelm. And they're all so excited to see the kid that was kidnapped. And um, basically the, the head elf was like, no, you're still not welcome here. But all the other elves were like, uh, this kid's pretty cool, so we're fine with him. So she like goes down to like underground for a little bit. <laughs> see you later. Um, and uh, they, uh, sh- they show uh, Nicholas some, some trinkets that they make as like a, uh, hey, thanks for bringing the kid back situation. And uh, he's like, these are really cool. Want to make some more? So the elves start making toys. What? I know. And this, he's like, I'm going to put it together. I know. I know. So I'm going to bring these to the the place, to to my home, and that'll bring people joy because I I got joy looking at the little toy. And right as he is about to take off with his reindeer with a sack of toys, I think this kid might be saying Wait a minute. And the reindeer do fly. The reindeer do fly. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. Man. His name's Nicholas. Son Nick, of a gun. Nick, and, and his mom called him Christmas. Get out of town. Anyways, he's about to take off. And uh, the, the the head elf lady comes out of her bunker and goes, no, um, and hangs him upside down with, uh, with sorcery, for the best I could figure. And uh, it's then that uh, she sees this little uh, necklace hanging around his uh, neck. And she figures out that his mom was the little girl from that story at the beginning. And uh, she and uh, the mom became friends and then she just disappeared and that's why she kind of isn't super fond of humans but uh, Nicholas explains how much she loves the elves and uh, always kept the little trinkets with her to remind her and all that stuff so um, big elf lady's on board now uh, let's go deliver some toys so the first stop is to the king and he t- explains to the king about this whole idea to give kids toys and that'll make everybody happy and the happiness will expand and go from house to house basically and uh, so the, the, the king uh, goes with him to deliver the presents, uh, and everybody absolutely loves it. And the king is like, "Hey, you should come back every year, do this whole thing." Well, it's just one day a year. You can do that. And he's like, "All right, why not?" And he goes back to the uh, the elves, and they all celebrate Merry Christmas. And they cut back to the family, the the the, the old ladies peacing out. The dad is home. The house is decorated for Christmas, and the lady shoots some fireworks in the air. And that, my friends, was a, a boy, boy called Christmas. Christmas. We there's a few pretty key details, I, I, but I do want I want to clear up the last one, which is the old lady. Yeah, is the truth telling elf, Pixie. son of a gun. 
they they show you that at the very end she puts her hat she her hat slips off and her pointed ear comes out yeah didn't even think much of it and 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 she that means this that's that ties it all together that's, that's good that's important what other key details she's got the explosives because that's what yeah, the yeah. girl i just assume that everybody about. over there has explosives on christmas i just assume <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah, thing yeah. to do <laughs> So Did I miss other key details? The rest of them aren't key details as much as like an oversimplification. Like, sure, I'm trying to get I, to I, where I, I need to get. Okay, to. okay. Let's yeah. say, I mean, he's got a heart out at ten. A heart out at ten, and we want to honor that. We want to honor you the know? heart out. When at the 10. big celebrity has a heart out at ten, we we try to honor like, you know, having, he's got because he's having, got two books to to, having to sell done to a lot people, of these so. events with Alonzo. He's he's such a prima donna. Such like a prima donna. his rider is like a mile long. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Everything the room uh, temp has to be perfect. My, my scented candles are not in the green room. <laughs> and, I mean, listen, he had a wardrobe change during the marathon. That tells I mean, you all you on. need to know. I mean, come on. <laughs> i got to slip into my jammies. Jammies. My jammies. Right. Jammies. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back here on Netflix. <laughs> We're back. Yes, We're we talking are. a boy called Christmas. Netflix, big budget palooza. And it's time for the hot take where we share exactly how you feel about this movie. We don't hold back. Uh, and I'm going to start with you, Alonzo. Alonzo, what did you think of A Boy Called Christmas? Well, it was interesting that Dan was talking about how there was a lot of buzz on social media from the moment that this dropped on Netflix. Because really, this is you know that Netflix is pulling out all the stops when they announce a movie a year before. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, so like now they've announced the whole that that um, Lindsay Lohan movie that's going to be for 2022. Uh, you know, Jingle Jangle got announced a year before. Uh, so this one last year, they were already saying we're going to do this. And people love the books and Maggie Smith and Kristen Wiig and everybody got very excited about it. So there's been a lot of anticipation for people who pay attention to this stuff. And um, I have to say, in the scale of big event Netflix movies, I don't think it's quite as good as either Jingle Jangle or Klaus, the animated film from a couple years ago, which got an Oscar nomination. And Klaus is also kind of a Santa origin Origin story. story. Um, but I will say as Santa origin stories go, this might not be quite as good as Klaus, but it's uh, a heap better than Santa Claus, the movie from 1985, which I discuss on the new episode of the flop house that drops today, uh, which I watched again this week. It is horrible. Um, so, you know, I, you have to kind of keep these things in perspective, but no, I, I think this is super charming. I love a movie with a lot of great British actors who are slumming it for a bit. So, you know, you've got Sally Hawkins, Jim Broadbent, Jim Broadbent, Maggie Smith. So that's always fun. Um, Yeah, I think this is sweet. Mm -hmm. I I question whether or not you want to show it to kids because there's a lot of dying parents in this movie. Yes, a lot. Uh, Within the first five minutes, you you really get an influx of them. And and then the hits keep coming. But uh, overall, I, I found this I found this very charming. Jax. Uh, so I think that, I mean, Alonzo, I feel like can definitely back me up on this, that the trope of the manic pixie dream girl is somewhat passe, unless that is Maggie Smith. Yes. As a true an actual pixie. That's right. An actual pixie. That's right. So that's okay. I, I, okay. Here's what I have to say about this. I liked it. When I say it gave me all the feelings, it did, but that's different than how it's sounding in the preference when I preface it. 
I immediately was crying when <laughs> little boy said he loved his mom with all the broken. Pieces. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. That gives you all the things. I was laughing at Kristen Wig. I loved when, you know, our boy Nicholas is trying to teach the mouse to talk. And then I was having weird things where I was like, I feel like there's some toxic masculinity with the dad and I'm annoyed. And then I just kind of got bored for a little while. Uh-huh. And then it all came back around again and I was crying again. So it actually gave me all the feelings, but good and there bad. was a, a good and bad. I was bored for a decent amount of this movie and couldn't figure out why, because I know it's a good movie. So I watched it again and it was the same. <laughs> that's great. Now I know for sure. Yeah. Um, so I think that this movie for me is like the tale of two movies. The first half of this movie is kind of like a like a fantasy movie, like, and that's not really my jam. Lord of the Rings does nothing for me, um, and so it's like I don't know. This kind of like interesting. It has that fantasy vibe to it. Uh, the performances are all good, but then like once the reindeer fly, and we get like Christmas discovered for the first grounded time. Grounded in reality. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's what, that's <laughs> he told me this before we started, and I. I think it just goes from fantasy to magic. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that's, not that's exactly like right. Yeah. E- even though it's still fantastic, yes, of course, of it course. goes from fantasy to Christmas magic. Thank you, Dan. You, yeah. You're my interpreter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> once the reindeer fly, I get on board with it, and the I think the the, the showing us the first Christmas and stuff like that uh, really worked for me. Uh, there's a lot of really great performances in this. I really liked the little girl who was playing the little pixie. I thought she was really. Yeah. Really good and very funny. Her timing was was excellent. Uh, the mouse was a, a laugh a minute. Stephen Merchant uh, is a, a laugh a fantastic. minute. Um, and so there's a lot of really good things about this. Um, I you know I I'm the type I've just been conditioned at this point uh, to for Christmas movies to look a certain way and to have like Christmas trees of uh, like lined up in the background oh and stuff like that. And so uh, you know. <laughs> Didn't have that. You Snow be looks ashamed great. Of yourself. I'm sorry. Um, so I, 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 yeah, I wouldn't say that this until the towards the end gave me Christmas feels, uh, but I really did in, uh, enjoy the movie, especially the latter latter half of it. Yeah, I'm. This is an. I think I might be highest on this movie of the four of us. I, I do have some problems with like the, the second twenty minutes, which I think is what Jax is talking about. It the movie feels overstuffed, like to the brim. And and you've got so many British actors and so many characters coming in, and the last forty five minutes of this movie is just fantastic. Like the last forty five minutes of this movie, like I I was brought to tears by the end of this movie. Yeah. I thought it was really wonderful because I think while I wouldn't show it to my five year old, um, <laughs> I think that there is this the thing that we don't get a lot in Christmas, especially on Hallmark and Lifetime, is is a realistic understanding of that there's beauty in the ashes. Like the reason it's okay to celebrate Christmas for some is to remember, for some is to forget, and for some is to dream forward. And so you can do all of that, and this movie tells a really fun origin story while also being magical and fantastical and also has real emotion and real consequences and stakes in it um, for the kids hearing the story. And, and so nothing is as good as a great story. And, and, and you get Maggie Smith telling a story to these kids who are personally affected by the story 
And uh, when Maggie Smith at the end of this movie, which is my feels is, you know, there's so many feels in the movie, but when Maggie Smith looks at him and says, yeah, your, your mom's not coming back, but like, you're the best memory. Like, I mean, come on. Like, what, what are, what are we, if we're not looking for this at Christmas time, when are we looking for it? Even Sally Hawkins, who's giving the most over the top performance. I was, I was reminded, Alonzo, you're going to laugh at this. I was reminded of one Eddie Redmayne in Jupiter Ascending, who's giving, <laughs> who's giving like a, a, an 11 of 10 performance. Yeah. These are panto performances. Yes. These, <laughs> these are like when you go to see Cinderella or whatever. That's at right. Christmas time they're acting to the back wall and and in jupiter ascending i hated every second of it and in this movie i thought it was just so fitting and perfect uh and and so you get all of these wonderful fun performances and and the second yes the first half of this movie is uneven and maggie smith anchoring this by telling you know real children this story i think kind of gives me a pass for that first 45 the second 45 I loved, like I loved, loved, loved. And, and, and I just, I really enjoyed it more than about anything I've, I've seen from a Christmas movie standpoint that's come out recently. I wanted, here's what I would tell you. I wanted to see this movie in 3D on a big screen. Wow. Like that's what yeah. I wanted. I, there's color pops. Things are flying at you. Reindeer are flying. And I was like, I'm watching this on a computer screen and I want to watch it <laughs> on a big screen in 3d. That's what I want to do. And I feel like, uh, that is as, as good a compliment as I can pay a movie that has this much heart in it. So yeah, thumbs up for me. I enjoyed it. Thumbs up from Dan. Uh, it's time for all the feels part. Show we talk about what in this movie gave us feels Alonzo. Well, I mean, Maggie Smith. Maggie yes. Smith, from the second that she opens her mouth, you know, you're just like, okay, yes, tell me everything. Mm. Um, the way that she is with these kids where she's very blunt, but also clearly very loving. Th- that last line is a, uh, you know, um, so that definitely uh, for sure. And, you know, I think this the, the feels of this movie is the sort of classic fairy tale, you know, Cinderella, Jack and the Beanstalk, kid under difficult circumstances, perseveres, wins the day, becomes something greater than anyone would have ever guessed based on their humble origins. So that's, you know, that's kind of a, a, a no-lose uh, prop- proposal. And, and you know, that, that all comes across really effectively. Jax? I mean... Uh- Dan's review of this just gave me all the feels. Honestly, like, I think, um, you know, I just watched, uh, before watching this, I had watched uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, and I'd watched the interview with Andrew Garfield where he talks a lot about grief and his mom, and then that line really hit for me that grief is the price we pay for love and Mm. worth it a million times over. And, um, you know, I, I mean... I'm not even in a particular season of grief right now, but I think we've all been here and we're all sort of come in a collective state of grief. And um, yeah, it really, it really hit. And the line that Dan referred to earlier and that Alonso was also just talking about when we know that Maggie Smith doesn't lie because she's a truth telling pixie and she is honest with these kids and says, no, you're my, oh my goodness, you guys stop. <laughs> and she says, you know, she's not coming back, but like, this is, you know, in her mem- may her memory be Oh God, don't you make me cry. No, guys. we're not doing this. We're not doing this right now. I know, I know where 
He's got a heart out of 10, Jack. He's got a heart out of 10. Anyway, it's Hanukkah right now, too. So to to my friends, you know, may your memory be a blessing. I felt like she was also saying that, too. And it's, yeah, that I did. I felt things. I felt them. I'm not buying it. Moving on. I'm not buying it, Jax. I I wrote down grief is the price we pay for love and worth it a million times over. That's just like, yeah. Yes. Yes. To all of what you, everybody has said, there's, there's just so many good lines about uh, grief in this movie. Um, So I'll go on a lighter note and just say when he's delivering the presents with the King for the first time and like the joy that the King is experiencing with him uh, was just fantastic. And so that's, uh, that's, little sequence of delivering the toys is uh, I think my favorite sequence uh, throughout the whole movie. It just was so happy and it made me, it brought joy and hope. So uh, good on them. Yeah. Um, I obviously everything Alonzo and Jack said 100%. And as a parent, I think I get to, you know, hopefully live that for my kids on a regular basis when any small thing happens in their life and they feel like their life is over, you know, it's a it's a it's a joy to be able to say to them, hey, I, and I say it all the time. It's actually a line from a movie, uh, uh, Super Eight, J.J. Abrams Super Eight, which is not you know going to be super memorable to anyone, I don't think. But in that movie, there's a line that this kid says that I say to my kids, which is, hey, uh, bad things happen, but we still get to live. You know, we we still have the opportunity to live and experience and do things. And so when my kid's world seemingly falls apart, you know, just I'm blessed to have the opportunity to be there right now because I'm not going to be there all the time for him. And so this movie does a good job of, of finding that hope and joy and restoration in death. But on a lighter note, the... Uh, Kristen Wiig uh, makes a soup in this movie, and the soup <laughs> is made from poor uh, Nicholas's only childhood toy, right. uh, which his mom made him, which is, and he eats it, which is incredibly sad. But I got to be honest, I thought the mouse was in the soup. Uh. I thought, I thought Mika was in the soup. I thought she had cooked. I thought she had cooked the mouse. I thought she had cooked him slam up. I thought the kid was eating his pet. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what are we watching? What have I done? And, 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 you know, Soylent Green is made of people. And when, and, when, and when it turned out that the soup did not have the mouse in it, I was so relieved yeah. that we could move forward. What a feeling And I could relief. continue to watch this movie and not hate Kristen Wiig forever. Those are my feels. <laughs> Yeah, man, that would have been sad, wouldn't it? Right, right. There's a lot of great uh, lines from uh, Mika in this movie. My my favorite, I think, is when the truth when the truth fairy uh, they're talking he's talking about uh, death with with the kid, and uh, she says something that's brutally honest, and uh, the mouse is like, "You couldn't have just lied just one time." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of great lines. Hey, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with the way what's in the what the Netflix. Time for wait what's? I, I get I get emotional thinking about wait what's. It just it does it for me. Mm-hmm. It gets me every time. That's on me, everybody. That's on me. Uh, let's talk about the wait what's, where we talk about uh, things this movie that made us go wait what. This is a tough movie to do the yeah. wait what's with. I've got two. I got two. Which okay. I'm proud of. We'll we'll see where we go. We'll that see I where found we go. two in this movie. Um, Alonzo, 
Yeah, I've only got one. I think fantasy magic, it's hard to call away what. <laughs> What's a pixie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this girl yeah. thinks she is with wings. <laughs> <laughs> My only thing was this when um when he when when Nicholas shows up in Elfhelm and uh uh, Sally Hawkins is like, no, no more humans. We had one once who was nice, but then the, these guys came in and they kidnapped the elf, blah, blah, blah. Like, I immediately figured out that it was Nicholas's mom that she was talking about. And so it always, it kind of frustrates me in movies where there's just that, there's only been one. Uh, like it, <laughs> it, 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 it's this thing that just, you're just waiting for them to connect the dots. On. And, and so when characters are behind me, that I find a little frustrating. And then, I mean, just beyond that, I think the, the idea that this movie's notion of Christmas never mentions any of the historical roots of i mean there's no baby jesus in this movie yeah. there's no solstice in this movie there's no yule there's no saturnalia there's nothing it's just christmas and christmas is great and it can be whenever <laughs> apparently because it's not tied to anything seasonal so uh that just it was i know the british are way ahead of us as far as turning Christmas into just a secular good time excuse and and less of a religious festival, but like this just felt like we're not tying it to anything. Alonzo's you know, always many, yeah, asking for more Jesus. Do He's like, I need you, more Jesus in it, my Alonzo, life with the Jesus. Talk. Oh, you're always talking about love. him. Just give it a rest, He's man. The reason for the season. That's right. Hey, yeah. Amen. All, yeah. all Alonzo's asking is, can we just keep the Christ in Christmas, please? That's, I mean, come on, like, for the love. Kirk Cameron didn't do all this work for nothing. That's exactly guys. right. I just don't. That's exactly right. I'm here for paganism too. Just something, <laughs> anything. Yeah, he did say solstice. That's right. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. But he I, led with Jesus, and that speaks volumes. I, I, I will say this: I was watching this movie, and I was like, man, there really is no connection to anything. No, this is the origin of Christmas. Uh, uh, Christmas straight up in the movie, none, which is is wild. But uh, you know, it it stood you know, on something. David Elves invented. You know, <laughs> you know the one. Uh, Jackson, he wait what? <laughs> Yeah, a couple. I mean, we wouldn't have the movie without it. And it is in many ways, even though I was bored for a bit, a very beautiful movie. But, you know, the way what we've all alluded to is that, you know, it, it she's telling a very triggering story to children who had just lost <laughs> their mom. Like it, it is it is. I mean, triggering is probably even the wrong word because triggers are things that happen that aren't necessarily connected to the trauma. This is like, I'm telling you a story right. about a dead mom and your mom has just died. So yes, there's that. Also, I want to know what is so bad in Kristen Wiig's character's regular life that <laughs> coming to stay with this child that she clearly hates is an upgrade. Like how yeah. bad is it for you? Yeah. So those are my two big wait what's at this. Like I wanted this side offshoot movie where we explore just how, like, is it, what, what kind of situation is it? Is it like a Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory where there's like eight people in a bed? Like I need to know. Yeah, that's fair. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I was pretty shocked at the beginning of this movie when the guy uh, was going to leave his kids on Christmas Eve, the first Christmas Eve that uh, yeah. after the wife died. Uh, like, I, I don't think I would leave my kids for the rest of the life if yeah. my wife died. Like, I would just feel too bad. So uh, I, that caught me off guard. Uh, but you needed it to tell the yeah, story. So of it is what it is. Um, I, guys, I, you know, I don't know how, you know, 
leaders are chosen within the elf community. <laughs> but can maybe we should just do a re a recount, a revote or something cuz clearly she is significantly uh, more angry than any of the other elves are in the community. Maybe she shouldn't be in charge. May I suggest? Now, do you now, Brand? Do you a, a lot of times have difficulties with women in leadership? No, oh, no, yeah. oh, yeah, Brand. No. Um, yeah. Is this something we need to talk through, Brand? But I, I would suggest. I would suggest <laughs> to Brand's you. Brand's all lock her up. I'm gonna. I, oh, <laughs> she's an angry lady. That's I don't right. Like angry lady. That's no, right. Brandy, Guys, yes. come, all I'm saying is, yeah. you know what? Actually, I'm I, with you, Jax. I'm with you. I love how somehow we got to turn on Bran over the character Sally Hawkins plays in this movie, who is an, yeah. just unmitigated villain. <laughs> Having said that, may I suggest that the leader of the elves is chosen by whoever has that freaking staff. <laughs> yeah. That's how yeah. it's chosen. Mm. She's got a magic True. Gandalf staff, bro. Like, that's how it's done. She, Whoever wields the staff has the power and she wields the staff and she also is super maniacal. So there you go. It's it's Shakespearean in its right. nature. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. But uh, uh, you wouldn't get it because you hate women. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Just think of her. Think of her saying, "Build the wall." I think maybe <laughs> kind of all better. All Thank you. I needed that. I needed. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's all that I got. Um, I have two, but the first one. Can we embrace the fact that a group of men, their idea of bringing joy is kidnapping a child? Yeah. Can we embrace that just <laughs> briefly that they're like, all right, gang, our lives are miserable. It's freezing cold. There's frostbite everywhere. The king asked for some joy and nothing brings joy like a good kidnapping. Who's with me? Let's go find a child and put it in a cage. That is the premise that these men have for this movie. They are like, this is how we make the king happy. Let's get a tiny elf child and say, look, Look at dance monkey. Like that is, that's what they're doing here. And I couldn't believe that. Cause when they say that they've kidnapped this child, I'm like, look, there's no way this guy's dad, like he didn't know they were doing this and he's trying to, and then they find him and they're like, no, we're bringing joy. Don't you see the kidnapped child? Like, how are you not on board with this? It's the premise of the greatest showman. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, this movie is far better than that one though. Different story for a different day. Um, but that's the greatest show. Yeah, it is ben. the greatest show. Uh, and then second of all, uh, you mentioned that the elves make trinkets. They all, every family makes something different and one family makes tops. That's yeah. what they make. And they bring to Nicholas uh, kind of their first fruits. They bring him their finest tops. These are our finest tops we want you to have. And they are so dusty. Dusty AF, Like, man. so why are your finest... These are your your best of your best. Where... There's not a single speck of dust in this town. Elfhelm has where, a serious where, dust why issue. Why in the world... Where have They've you put these tops? The like, why in the world... That's not dust. That's magic. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. uh, it's fairy... Yeah. Uh, it's pixie dust. We place something. our finest tops in the dust attic <laughs> to get nice and dusty. <laughs> Yeah. So they don't embarrass yeah, the regular tops. Them. Yeah. Yes, I, I that one to me was a just so he could put a smiley face in it like his toy. I'm like, bro, nothing else in this movie has dust on it. You can't just do this. Those are my two, and I felt good that I found two because I thought the movie was great. Uh, it's time for what the flicks. It's where we wonder what could have been and maybe having some clarity questions that we still have. What are we wondering about? I'll start with you, Alonzo. 
Well, you know, I think as with any Santa origin story, you have to take them from where they leave you to where we are now. So it's like, where where, where do the other eight reindeer come into play? When do the elves yep. learn Nintendo technology? <laughs> um, when does the Coca-Cola company get involved? All that <laughs> stuff. You know, I think that's all just down the road. And sure, like, I think there there, there are sequels uh, to be made. I, I think this is a series of books, actually. So oh, good. I think there, there literally are new chapters they could make if they felt like it. Lovely. Jack? Yeah, I mean, I think that I want to know what happened. Was there ever a romance? Ooh. Yeah. yeah, I felt that too. Yeah. And then in that case, when did Mrs. Mrs. Claus That's right. enter the scene? Or is there an arrangement? Ooh, okay. <laughs> that went a different direction. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Is there an arrangement? Yeah. I feel like Alonzo might know. Not that you guys wouldn't know, but the (laughs) movie, I think there's a movie. I know there's a play called Same Time Next Year. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Where there's one night where this couple gets together. And that's, I mean, it's also. Then they go back to their regular lives. Then they go back to their regular lives. And maybe there's a Same Time Next Year version on Christmas with our true talent. He comes to London, you know, in the spring. Maybe, who knows? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> An entanglement, if yes. you will. Also, how is the truth pixie the aunt of these children? Mm, I think it's just like me. an aunt, like they say aunt. I don't think there's actually any uh, family connection. That was my take on it. Oh, okay. Like I call well, like my, mother, my kids. Aunt, listen, my kids right. call Brandon Uncle. Auntie, if you will. My kids call Brandon Uncle Brandon. That's what they call him. So he's not their act. Did my, anybody you know, get y'all aren't, y'all aren't brothers? Believe it or not. <laughs> Believe it or not. No, that is shocking. It's unbelievable. Biological, not much in common. <laughs> two, 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 two white guys with beards. I know. Guys. We all look alike. There's nothing we can do. Um, <laughs> I, do, do you guys, like, I, I wondered if the dad, Bray, this is a follow-up to, to your uh, the aunt situation. The dad in, the, uh, in the, the present day, I wondered if he did have some sort of thing like that was the reason why he left like some sort of christmas thing because then like he come back and the house is all decorated i don't know if there was something there i don't know but my biggest question is this the uh, nicholas's dad jumped to his death because the reindeer couldn't fly with him on the back correct um we know now of course uh that reindeer can carry lots of weight because of the presents that are around the world obviously not just a small but there's sack. nine of them instead of one there's nine so i do want to know they're they're obviously I, I, you know, it would be naive to think that his dad jumping to his death so that the reindeer could lift off was not motivation for Nicholas to get more reindeer to then fly so yeah. that they could lift yeah, more yeah. weight. Oh. So I, I do want to know about that. And uh, I hope that it was all done um, with uh, no abuse towards the reindeers. Um, of course. Doing it well, yes. doing it smart, um, and just kind of how that, that all came to be. I love it. I love that you're, after I called you out for not liking women <laughs> in leadership positions, now you're like, I'm very woke about animals. That's exactly right. right. That's right. Listen, women Go shouldn't on. be in leadership, but don't you dare hurt a reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> There's an old New Yorker cartoon that has like Santa and the reindeer, and one of the reindeer says to the other one, for a jolly old man, he sure is quick with that whip. <laughs> That's right. No kidding. Okay. Got a big Maggie rip curl there. Say the same thing. Oh, oh boy. Gosh. Good. Man, I know it's Saturday, but this isn't deck the Netflix after hours. We have really. We're not hallmarking around. This is Netflix. This is Netflix. Exactly right. 
Um, my what the hub flicks is is a question, and you actually, Alonzo, may not answer this, which would take the fun out of the question. But how many Hallmark movies could they have made for this budget? Do you think? <laughs> um, what was the budget? Do we? I know? don't know the budget, and, and I, but it, the budget for this movie had to near a hundred million dollars, right? I mean, with At all least, the yeah. people and the effects and everything, and a Hallmark movie budget's what, like $2 million? Like, I was watching this movie going, oh my goodness, this is a feature film with a massive budget. And I just want to know what it cost and just some of the numbers behind, you know, how and Netflix is making plenty of money. We're not worried about Netflix, but just, I mean, this seemed like quite the production. I mean, this seemed well, more of a production how, than... How many Hallmark movies would you trade to get this movie? All of them. <laughs> I literally, this is terrible, but Unexpected Christmas last week is my literal favorite Hallmark movie of all time. And this movie is miles better than that movie. I I, I, I honestly believe that, like miles better. So I would literally trade all of them for this movie. So I'm not the guy to ask that because, you know, this movie is far out, just, you know, qualitatively is way better than those movies. I do want to say, and you you brought up the, the budget and Hallmark making the movies and whatnot. Um, and I know we, this is the 10th episode in six days, so you don't need more podcasts to listen to. Uh, but Wondery's, um, and we're um, helping Wondery out here. Yeah, too, well, so. What's the, what's the name? Uh, oh, uh, right. business wars. Business yeah. wars. Uh, they're doing a five episode series on the, on basically Hallmark lifetime, Netflix, the, the war on Christmas, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and the first episode is so the war good. For Christmas, the I war mean. for Christmas. The war for Christmas. The war on Christmas. How dare you? <laughs> That's exactly right. Alonzo, Alonzo <laughs> is ready to, to fight that. That's right. <laughs> um so that's a really it's a really great listen so if if that interests you at all uh, give it a shot great that's all good thank you (laughs) wondry a uh, podcast now is a small little startup wondry.com small they wish they were bramble jam one day one day guys one day wondry you wish you had 11 defunct podcasts (laughs) wondry We did it, everybody. Um, we're going to take tomorrow off, finally. Okay. And we'll yes. be back on Monday. Uh, we'll do this whole thing over again. But back to normal. You rested. That's back right. to normal. Man, no. I just can't stop talking about Jesus over there. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Whoa. <I> just, <laughs> Atheists know the Bible better than most people. That's I'm true. Sorry. It's true. That's, that's not, that's not that's accurate. That's, that's <laughs> uh, can't wait to see it. Alonzo, God bless you. Everybody else, may we be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Christmas. Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Philo TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. Set decor is by Plum at Haywood Mall. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on Bramble Jam Podcast Network, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here at the studio. Feel free to listen. Feel free to turn it off, whatever you want to. But either way, Thanks so much for your support.